There's absolutely a, a myth out there that it's like, I get asked about, how did you grow your, your community so fast? And I'm like, it wasn't, guys, it wasn't. It was like every single day for the last four years. Um, I always think about the quote, there's no such thing as an overnight success. And no one, no one knows how much work you put in your business. No one knows the late nights and early mornings and all of the stress. And other business owners might, they'll understand and resonate with that, but yeah, there's no such thing. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast, inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. On this show, I interview local business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers and share their origin stories learning more about local businesses inspiring and it also helps us get to know our neighbors better, making for a much more connected community, which makes us all better. So today I'm so excited for my guest. This little mama saw an opportunity to connect with other moms and build a supportive community in the process by creating her darling fashion for moms and kids. So welcome China Hansen of Little Mama Shirt Shop to the show. Thank you, I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. I did not really know all the great things that you were doing <laughs> until a mutual friend connected us. So tell me what Little Mama Shirt Shop is and how this all kind of happened. All right. We are an online business for moms. We sell clothing for moms and their children. Um, mostly graphic tees, a lot of holiday items, milestone things for your babies. Um, so that's a big part of our business is just our e-commerce online platform, but we always say more importantly, it's just the community that we've built online of moms supporting moms. It's a place where like our, our Facebook VIP group is a place where moms can go and ask questions about car seats or vaccines or whatever motherhood thing is on their mind that day. And so we've just really um, worked hard to build a reputation of always moms supporting moms. So talk to me about that because this is really, um, I mean, you've already identified this. This is much more than just a clothing shop, e-commerce shop. Yes. You've got like over 92,000 followers on Instagram. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. We always say it's more than shirts. And I think what keeps our moms around, what draws them in and keeps them coming back is the community of it. We'd like to do a lot of treating our moms with free gifts and um, we take a lot of customer feedback. We let them come up with a lot of our phrases. We're having an art contest right now where their children can design a shirt for us and we will sell it in the shop and donate it to our nonprofit. And so we just really like to keep it community-based. It's all about our customers. So where did this all come from? I mean, were you, when you were little growing up, were you like, I'm going to start a shirt <laughs> shop? Um, I don't know. I think I didn't know I was an entrepreneur Maybe even when I was a little bit. Um, <laughs> you were just doing this. I was just doing it. I was in student government in high school, and we raised a lot of money for our class, like in our little town. And I loved that. It just like lit me up. And so at the time, I thought, well, I love school. And so I went to, to college to become an English teacher. And I taught high school for a couple of years. Um, and then I started a graphic design business and it, it like touched back on, I think actually what I love is business. And I was doing business in high school. Okay, now wait. without knowing it. I'm going to stop you right here for just a second. Okay. Because how does an English degree go from English degree to a graphic design? You know, mm -hmm. what, where, what was that gap? Okay, so um, I minored in journalism. So I took a couple of design classes at BYU-Idaho. And 
I've always been creative and really liked that. So the graphic design kind of um, was inspiring to me. And I worked while I was pregnant in the middle of a school year. I worked at a medical marketing place. Okay. They allowed me to do their marketing. Do a lot of graphic design yeah. and marketing. So yeah. I spent a lot of time on Adobe Illustrator learning how to um, how to design in that time period. And then. Um, taught high school because we definitely needed the money. And I just remember after I had my baby, I would do anything to stay home. And so that was where I was like, what kind of business can I start or how can I find an online job from home? So I worked for my brother-in-law's accounting company did a little bit of marketing for them. And then- Well, these days you could be an English teacher at home. That's true. That's true. <laughs> six, so you don't need to do Six that years anymore. ago, seven years ago, maybe not, <laughs> not as so much. much. Yeah, right. But, um, so I just found a couple of like side gigs and then started designing Christmas cards, like family Christmas cards. And just for the fun of it, just for the fun of it, kind of made that into a little business. And, um, yeah. And then we just kind of ventured, it just kind of moved along. We did business branding for a while. And are you saying we, you and I, your husband? I mean me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he was my, like, through all Let's of that, my support and my shoulder to cry on. <laughs> now I say we for the business that we're in. Was he still in school while you were doing all of he this? He was, we had um, two babies then, and he was working on his master's degree and working at a hospital. So it was a busy time, but not nearly as busy as it is now. So are you, you're an Idaho kid? Yep. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Salmon. Okay. And and, and is he an Idaho kid? Um, Kind of. He was born in Utah and he has a lot of family here. And now he's We've transplanted. moved around and then we moved back about four years ago and we'll be here forever. We love it. Got it. So um, you guys, you actually kind of created <laughs> these design businesses. You were really tapping into that creative vein. Yeah. They, did you know, like when you were an English teacher, did you, were you missing something? Yeah, I think so. Uh -huh. I think I definitely was. I think I was meant to be my own boss, even if that came with a lot of, um, it comes with a lot of heartache and a lot of struggle, but I, it, it was what I was meant to do. But you probably were doing all of this just for a little bit of extra income. You never yeah. saw it being like the career. No, no, that was never the plan. It was always like you know, if I can make enough to pay for our phone bill this month, or if I can, um, we actually were able to buy a car and it wasn't a nice car, but we just had never had a car payment. And it was like, well, we're making about enough that, that I can cover a car payment. So it was just little by little like that with well, the design business. There are probably so many moms that this resonates with because yeah. how many of us were thinking the same kind of thing? I want to be home yeah. with my kids, mm -hmm. but we need some income. Yep. And so how do, is this a win-win? And you just figured out how to make it work. Yeah, it's all Google search bar and <laughs> just figuring it out as I go, 100%. Really? you? Pre I mean, I know, like you said, you were introduced to some of this stuff in your journalism yeah. minor, but a lot of it you just were self-taught. Yeah, definitely the business side of things, figuring out how to set up a website and all of marketing that was all just trial and error wow that's saying so. something because i think a lot of us think well i've got to have all of this knowledge before i do it and yeah you just figured it out yeah it's overwhelming you just have to <laughs> dive in <laughs> one day at a time yep yeah one little piece at a time okay so i interrupted your story of progression so yeah. how did we get here okay so the graphic design business was rolling um i had had two babies and so my body was not what it was pre two babies. What? And it, yeah, <laughs> it kind of ruined that for you. And it felt like there was, um, graphic tees were starting to gain popularity and it felt like a lot of them were not flattering and not fitting. So they were kind of 
clingy and just not right for the mom yeah. body that had just had a yeah. couple of babies. You wanted so, a little bit of space. Yeah. So it was just kind of an idea that I had in the back of my mind. Actually, it kind of just struck me one day. I was walking with my with my baby in a stroller and I just thought the name came to me first, like Little Mama Shirt Shop. Let's just shirts for moms. You know, I sat on it for a little while. Um, we, my husband got a job offer here at the INL. And so we were in the middle of packing up our basement, literally taping boxes. And I was like, what if we start a t-shirt business? And he just kind of like oh, <laughs> sighed and he was like, okay, let's get moved first. Cause I'm, and then I'm I'll just a busy body. This. Yeah. <laughs> so we got moved into a rental house. Um, I designed, I think it was seven designs to start with. And we just found a local screen printer and we just, we had him help us choose some shirt styles. And we actually started out with something different than we carry now. Um, and we would just pick up shirts from him and put them up for sale. And, and it just kind of worked out. We started on Etsy and um, just hopped on Facebook Live one night and said, okay, I'm starting a business. Here's some shirts. I designed a logo and um, here are seven designs and we're excited about okay, it. Okay, so let's go back to these seven designs because right now, as I look at the the um, variety that you have available, they're mostly uh, words. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of mm -hmm. graphics on yeah. these. So is, what was what were these seven designs? Were they actually sayings? Or yeah. Were, oh, okay. They were, our first one was Raising Boys, Loving Life. And that was because I had two little boys. And so we had like Raising Boys, Raising Girls. And we had um, This Mama Runs on Love and Diet Coke. So they were all kind because of. Because this is yeah, actually very me. personal. That was totally me. <laughs> so they were all just. Um, Inspired by yourself. Yeah. Bringing up boys. We actually own the trademark to that. And so we have that. Now, wait a minute. Shirts. How long ago was this that you did this? Um, the business or the trademark? Well, the business. The like, business. So you came up with this four years, this four week. years ago. So the trademark of what did you say? Bringing up boys. Yeah. Was not taken. No. You, you, yeah. okay. You own that. Yeah. We own it for apparel. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So you had these seven things you hopped on, you did Etsy, you hopped on Facebook yeah. and we just said, family and friends and maybe two people who don't know us who stumbled on this live video. We're starting a business and we're excited about it. We're going to sell t-shirts and it's just a little like side hustle thing I'm working on. I've since learned to never call it a, call side, it hustle. a side hustle or a side gig or anything. I One of the best pieces of business advice that was ever told to me is always treat it like a business. If you want it to be a business, it's a business. Were you scared so, though? Because you're yeah. like, wait, I'm primarily a mom yeah. and this is a side hustle for yeah. my mom gig. Yeah. So that's tough to actually own that and say yeah. it's your business. You know, I think I didn't actually start owning it until last year and we had we had four employees and we, had, we were, you were, we legit. were rolling mm -hmm. and it took one of my friends to tell me that I was a working mom before I like admitted it and realized that I was a working mom. And why? I still why was. Do you, why do you think that is? I just think there's like a lot of guilt and a lot of expectation in the in the society and the area that we live and that a mom should just be completely devoted to her children. And that's great too. There's nothing wrong with that. I just, I know I'm a little nicer and better mom when I have something going for me. Right. And then when I'm with my children, I'm a lot more present and I'm a lot, you know, I, I treasure the time a lot more in that that was just finding the right fit for me personally. Well, I love that you say that because I do think um, I come from the other angle of this. I've been a working mom my entire life. Mm -hmm. And so I love the fact that it's okay for us to recognize that our kids can be everything 
plus you can also yeah. have a career. Yes. And so um, thank you for giving us yeah. that yeah. Uh, idea you that both. you can do that. Yeah. Okay. So here you are. You, how did that Facebook Live and your Etsy shop go? It went, we were thrilled. We had, I think, 30 orders that night, what? which was all like my all of grandma and my aunt <laughs> and my friends and whatever. Um, but yeah, it felt like we had almost sold out. We were just working out of a rental house, the, the spare bedroom. We made the boys share a bedroom so that we could have a little workspace. What did you do? How did you come up for with the money to start the stock? Because yeah. you, you had to have a certain yeah. amount in order to be able to sell so this. So our initial investment was just $400. Um, we've, the business has never been in debt at all. So we, I told my husband, like, I saved up $400 from the graphic design. And I said, we're just going to. If, I'm just going to invest this over here. If all we do is make the money back, then it was just a fun project. Um, so he, we were laying in bed one night, and I, and I was still, you know, at the time, it was mostly still just my idea. And so I was thinking about it a lot more than I was talking about it. And I just got up in the middle of the night and ordered like $350 worth of shirts. And they showed up, and we took them to the screen printer, and it was like however much, 50 bucks. And um, Etsy's free to start. Okay. And so, yeah, it was you just, just a took lot a chance. of hustle. Yeah. And uh -huh. so we made, we made it all back that night. That very night. Yeah. How and fun. So, yeah. So we just, we dumped every penny into the business for at least seven months though. We never, never took anything out, took even $50 but, out. But did, was that kind of your, okay, this, I, I'm resonating with people. There's a yeah. need. Or did you think I can, I have 500 friends and so I'm going to exhaust yeah. this. And, yeah. I mean, where was your head at that time? Um, I honestly thought we were late to the game. It felt like there were a lot of other graphic tea shops and I was like, I don't know if this can go anywhere. It feels like we're way late. Yeah. It feels like these have been going for a few years. There's not enough room for us on the internet, you know, but Etsy was great because there's already a lot of traffic on Etsy. There's already people looking for what you're doing on Etsy. So I thought we'll get that rolling and then our goal would be to have our own website someday, which we have now, and that's 99% of what we focus on now. Um, and then, yeah, just a lot of the moms like resonated with the with the need and the I think the feeling of community. I was pretty lonely when I had my two babies. Um, we lived eight hours away from any of my family, and it was it was a lonely time for me. I look back now and realize the lack of of community and friendship that I had then. Adults that you had yeah, in your life. Yeah, it was just me and my two little boys waiting for my husband to get home from work every yeah. day. It was long And then days. pounce on him. Like, yeah. entertain us, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there was that need. And so we've tried to create that online. So was that, that the can. idea from the beginning? Because this really is, we talked about it briefly before, you have this ginormous community. How did it bridge from selling t-shirts to this supportive community that you have? Um, well, I think just our philosophy of, has always been it's more than shirts and talking, being like brave and vulnerable enough to just sometimes put out there, like, where were you putting it out lonely. there? Facebook, Facebook Instagram, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Like motherhood is lonely or just like those things that we're all feeling that no one was quite brave enough to say. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, I'm lonely too. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure, you know? Yeah. And so we just kind of started to form a, a community of 
not lonely moms, but like moms who had a place to go and ask the question. There were times I didn't know um, how, how much Tylenol to give my baby. And, you know, you can always call your mom and ask her, but it's been a while since they've had little babies. Yes. And so to share the information, sharing information and always just never accepting any judgment or meanness or mom shaming on those platforms, it's always just been a place where we uplift and, and no judgment of other moms. So, Did you see that happening from the beginning? Did you realize this community that you were going to grow? I mean, I know that you like the idea, but did you see someday that it would be what it is no, today? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Not really. I don't think it was until about a year ago that it felt, it always felt like if this works, great. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. There wasn't a ton of pressure on it. We were just mainly living on what my husband made. And it was like, even if we put it all back in, this is just fun and it's yeah, good for me. Yeah, you can take it or leave I it. I need it as a mother and as a woman, I need it. And so take it or leave it. And so that gave me a little more freedom, I think, to focus on the community aspect because it it literally was like, it doesn't matter if this works. Yeah, I love <laughs> Which it. Which is kind of terrible. But now, you know, there's it has to work. Yeah. We've well, got now a lot it has more to work. on the line. <laughs> right. But it is working because I think we've just continued to treat it that way and believe in it. And so, yeah. So what was it? Was there one specific thing that got you a lot of traction for this community or has it just been um, this slow drip of people adding, yeah. just finding you? You know, we've done some influencer marketing and things. We've had a couple of mentions from influencers with a million or more followers. We had um, one of the Jonas brothers there. They're, That's kind they of a big from deal. us, you know, yeah. they mentioned us, but I wouldn't say that we've ever had anything that just exploded the business. It's just been a show up every day and do the work kind yeah. of thing. And it just accumulates. Well, I think that there is a feeling or a myth maybe out there or perception maybe is the better word that we, you know, I get on and I find you and I see that you have thousands and thousands of followers. And so that must have happened overnight, yeah. right? But that isn't the way any of this works. It never yeah. happens overnight. There's absolutely a, a myth out there that it's like, I get asked a lot, how did you grow your, your community so fast? And I'm like, it wasn't, you guys, it wasn't. It was like every single day for the last four years. Um, I always think about the quote, there's no such thing as an overnight success. And no one, no one knows how much work you put into your business. No one knows the late nights and the early mornings and all of the stress and other business owners might, they'll understand and resonate with that. But yeah, there's no such thing. Well, I can appreciate that. We've been in business for 81 years and That's you know, amazing. people are, well, I'd like to take all the credit for that, but they, you know, it was grandpa that started it, but it is kind of like, you don't know it. There's a grind that you yep, do that people absolutely. don't see. And they want that instant thing for themselves as yep. well. Yeah, and they just, yeah, they think that you, it, it's easy to make it look, we try to never like make it look too pretty on Instagram. We're pretty real. I'm pretty real with my messy house and my messy kids and my <laughs> messy car and whatever. But, you know, branding and aesthetically, you can hire photographers and you can do successful product launches and you can make it look pretty seamless. Oh, yeah. And they don't. They don't always see what's going yeah, on what's behind real. the scenes. But I think part of what has kept our customers interested in what we've been told a lot is that we do keep it real. And we're not pretending that sometimes we don't have like a product disaster or we get behind or we just hop on there and be like, you guys, 
crap we're learning yeah. as we go <laughs> we screwed please this up. be patient with us <laughs> and i think they appreciate the realness so. yeah i i love that and you know that's what i love about this show is that it really does help us to see business owners as they are instead of you know there's a story behind all of us and we're just all trying to do the best that we can yeah. and i want people to understand that yep for sure and it doesn't make you any different of a person to to own a small business or a big business you still have there's like, crap. problems arise that you didn't even know would be a problem. <laughs> yeah. And you just so, learn as you go along. Yeah. The other thing that I learned that I think is fascinating is so often I would look around at other businesses and be like, well, they've got all, they've got it all together and I'm an idiot. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. Come to find out they're just as much an idiot yes, as I am. And so yeah. that's kind of refreshing. Yeah. If you just talk, it, all you have to do is talk to another business owner for about five minutes and you realize that we're all in some areas equally making it up as we go. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just getting up every day and doing yep, it. Yep. Just showing up every day and chipping away at, at something yeah. in the business. I love it. All right. We touched briefly on this VIP Facebook group. Uh -huh. So can you talk more about that? Yeah, we have, I think we're around 8,000 members now. Um, and it, I'm almost scared to grow it anymore because it feels small. It feels like intimate. Uh -huh. It feels intimate. It feels like people can go on there and post something that they can't post on their regular Facebook page, you know, not necessarily controversial, but Maybe. share something that they're yeah. worried about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been a really good community. That's where a lot of our really good customers hang out and they're, we try to treat them really well. We give them early access to sales. We give them, um, sometimes they get input on the designs. Like, do you guys like this one or this one? And I would never ask that on Instagram. I only ask my VIP people that. Um, so yeah, we try to treat them extra special for being yeah. there and, yeah. and putting up with sometimes our salesy posts. So do you, know, you manage that or do you have people who are doing do. that for you? Yeah. You so, personally do that. Um, one of my girls is a marketing assistant and so she'll approve posts or, you know, put out a fire if there is one or answer or questions or whatever. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I try to hop on there like 15, 20 minutes every day and comment on everyone's pictures and just look through. You so know, you have a real personal touch with this thing. Yeah, I try to try to stay. How long do you think you're going to be able to keep I don't that know. up? <laughs> I hope forever. Honestly, I yeah. hope forever. Yeah, it sounds like that's what set you apart. I think so. Yeah, we try to stay like, just keep it in people's minds. Like we're truly a family business. We're just like you. We just are selling t-shirts. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so did you come from an entrepreneurial family? Like, do you even, did you, you said that you didn't even realize you were an entrepreneur. Yeah. Do you, did you come from an entrepreneurial family? I did, I guess, growing <laughs> up. I never, I never thought of my parents as entrepreneurs. And now I realize Now that, you're like, oh. Yeah. So my grandparents had, um, they had multiple businesses throughout my dad's childhood and my, my childhood. Um, so they've always had a lot of things. My grandma's like 84 years old and she still runs a business. Oh, that's awesome. And they've had storage units. They've had RV parks, restaurants, grocery stores, everything. Yeah. And then my dad has an excavating business. So I think as being the only girl in a family, I'm just like, whatever, my dad has an excavating business, you know? <laughs> and now I, I've Can talked to him. Can you run an excavator? Yeah, no, 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 I cannot. <laughs> but I've ridden in one okay. many times. That's a good thing. Um, but now I can sometimes call him and ask Question, business like stuff. business questions and I'm just like wow this is an area I never expected to connect with my dad, dad on. No because kidding. it seems like t-shirts and excavators are very different but I think ultimately the the problems and things that arise with a business owner 
They're almost across the board. Pretty similar. Yes, the principles of business do definitely translate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how do they feel about you having a business? Are they happy about this? Yeah, I mean, they're. I think it's grown like kind of like slowly before their eyes. So they're not like wowed. They're just like, yeah, whatever. You'd- That's cool. That's what you do for a living. You so know. recently, I understand that your husband, you talked about how he worked at the yeah. ANL. He has left his full-time employment yep. to come work for Little Mama Shirt Shop. Yep. That must have been a big deal. It was a scary thing. Um, we've been talking about it for at least a year and a half. And we had a lot of, like, when we have this much in savings and we get the truck paid off, then we'll talk about it. Let's have this conversation then. Then we would have that conversation. And there was always, like, a reason. But... I don't know. I know. But if we had just this yeah, much more. Like, what if this <laughs> happened? What if, and it finally just got to the point, especially with COVID, he started working from home and he has a business degree, um, but he's been working in HR for years. And so he um, he just didn't want to sit in front of a computer all day anymore. Yeah. And he was just like, I this can't do it. This is it, you guys. Yeah. So we finally just, you know, prayed about it, thought about it. We... We consulted a few people, not a lot. We didn't want a lot of opinions on it because we felt good about it. Yeah. Um, and asked them what they thought. My husband has a, a sister that they have their own businesses. And so we were like, what do you guys think? And they're like, yeah, do it. Do yeah. It. You know, and it only takes a few people that you, trust. That you really trust mm-hmm. to just say, do it. You can do it. And so we, he quit, gave his notice. He actually gave like five weeks notice and he felt so bad. He did like his job, but we have loved working together. And you never know how that's going to go. Cause right. You hear it both ways. It's been hard, <laughs> right. but we've liked it. Right. Well, he comes with some good skills to HR stuff, yep. business things. Yeah, so that's so great. He's doing like all of our HR and payroll. And he um, kind of is when he's not hurt, he has an injury right now. But when he is well, he, he's been doing a lot more of the warehouse stuff. And I've been able to stay home with the kids again a little Manual bit more, labor which has as been well. nice. Yeah. So he's our muscle man. <laughs> That's great. And he actually has a lot of good ideas too. He has a lot of fun phrases for shirts and things like that. So oh, he's I more creative that. than he gives himself credit. Well, it is kind of, I, um, I can only imagine coming from this nine to five, very um, specific role that he's mm-hmm. had to come into this business and be like, I'm going to be the everything. Yeah. And also working with you. Yeah. Has that been, I know that it's hard to speak for your husband. He's not here and I don't mean to misrepresent him in yeah. any way, but was that difficult at all for him to be like, I'm going to give up my career yeah. and come work for my wife's business? <laughs> yeah. I think so. I mean, we've obviously had a lot of late night heart to heart conversations and it was, it's always just been like, this is ours yeah. and, and I will be the face of it. And I will be the, the mom that's on the videos. That's like, you guys mom life. Yeah. But ultimately like there's so much, you know, it's, it's pretty in pink, the face of it, but the behind the scenes is like intense and you need grind him. and business mm-hmm. and numbers and taxes and all kinds of things that, and so I was like, I'll just do that. I'll be, I'll be the, like the billboard girl and then you do all the behind the scenes so I think it was hard for him but what we ultimately um want is just the lifestyle that we want and just the fact that he's able to pick our kids up from school sometimes and we are able to just trade off there's always one of us with the kids or sometimes we divide and conquer or sometimes we just take 
take a random Tuesday off, yeah. which is the ultimately the lifestyle we want. We don't need millions of dollars. We don't need fancy things. We just want, want some freedom. We want to just take our kids swimming in the middle of the week on a summer day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it sounds like you are well on your way to have that structured kind of life that you're We're looking getting for. There. You know, it's been the first month or so that we worked together. It was like a few little headbutts. Like, okay, we have to figure out what's, <laughs> what are you going to do? What am I going to do? What? Are, how do we divide it? And it was hard for me to let go of some of it. Right. Because it's my Because you've been doing it all. Yeah. Boy, I can totally appreciate that. Really picking your lane and making sure that you stay in yeah. that lane yeah. is really it's important. Really I did the opposite. I jumped on uh, you know, I had my own career and then I jumped into our business mm-hmm. and my husband struggled with the same thing. Yeah. He'd done it mostly himself. Yeah. And now here I am saying, get out of my way. And he's like, no, this <laughs> yeah. is mine. So yeah, totally. Boy, I can appreciate where you're coming from. So yeah. good luck with you. Well, it sounds like you guys are so on the right far, track. We're doing, we, we really like spending the more, more time together too. It kind of felt like he was working all day and then he would come home and we would all be like, that's home. Uh-huh. It, it was a whirlwind two hours and the kids are in bed and then we're exhausted. Yeah, right. And, and so now, now you've got we, to... we have lunch together and we, you know, it's just, we spend a lot more time together. So I, I like love it. it. I love it. Well, what do you think has been your biggest challenge in pursuing this dream? Have you had any critics along the oh, way? Oh, yeah. We've had plenty of... We, you we have. Don't, we don't have a lot. We, have, we get a few little Instagram trolls every now and then. and But for the most part, we've we have a super supportive community. I think we probably get less heat than than some other businesses. Oh, it's Do hard you think to... that comes with e-commerce? Is that kind of... I think And so. you're the community yep. kind of thing? I think people forget that it's a real person behind the screen. Oh, yeah. And so I used to take stuff like that really personal if they would be mad because their product didn't show up on time. The first um, Christmas we were operating, someone told me that we we ruined their Christmas because they ordered on December 22nd and it didn't make it in time. We shipped it that day. Well, that's certainly your fault. Yeah. So <laughs> that kind of stuff used to really hurt my feelings. And now I think just adopting the mindset, you can't, you can't win them all. You can't please every single person, but you can try. You can do, you know, you do your best. Um, you do your best. Well, and what so, helped you overcome that? Did you hire, have you hired a coach or have you just figured um, it out? Mostly just figured that out. Yeah, I think, just with I time. Mean, I read a lot of um, business development books and, uh-huh. and talk to, I have a lot of entrepreneur friends that I meet with regularly. And, and you I, realize you're not alone yes, in this boat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. That's great. So I didn't let you finish about what has been one of your biggest oh, challenges. Um, you know, I think that Scaling the business has been more difficult than starting the business. Yeah. <laughs> Which How I come? think some people would, they're so nervous to start. If you can get over just that fear in your stomach and just start a business, um, there you can go on your gut more. There's less at stake. There's less eyes on you. There's less pressure. But when you go to start really scaling, it's like, oh, this matters. This matters. Like, tax-wise and financially, and we have to do it right. We have to take care of our employees. We have to um, make sure we have like a safe space for everyone to work in. And, and it just seemed, All those it, everything HR got things. like kind of legal and big yeah. feeling and it just felt really intimidating. So um, finding the resources to solve like those specific problems was kind of hard. Just because you hadn't really, yeah, we're you like, weren't really treating I'm just this like, like a, a mom business. at home. Like I'm just hanging out, making T-shirts, you know. And now it's like, oh, this no, is, sister, this, this is, is a thing. Yeah. yeah. So, have you feel like you've adjusted your mindset to that? I think so. Now we're just like, yeah, this is our this is our family business, and we want 
um, that legacy for our kids. We're really trying to, we're actually in the process of helping our little boys start their own business right now. Really? What's that so, business? Um, well, you're going to be the first to know. They are oh, working really? on some stickers and some coloring books. I love it. So my, my son is a really good artist. He likes to draw dinosaurs. Uh-huh. So we're kind of trying to teach them, I think mostly like everything we do is driven by, like we want them to know that we work hard and we play hard. Mm -hmm. And so we bring them to work with us and we help, they help break down boxes and, you know, we try to involve them as much as possible and try to get kind of more mileage out of just, oh, we, we're running a business, but also watch kids. Yeah. You know, we're running it's a your farm. Yeah. Like, like yes, if people that's tell a good me. way yeah. to part. It's your it. farm. I never thought of that. They've got to work. And so here they go. Yep. Yeah. You know, I listen to you and I love this story and it's just so fun to especially hear how you self-empowered yourself to do all of this. Tell me, did you ever have feelings of self-doubt or fear? I know you were talking about, oh, this is crap. This is a business. Yeah. But did you ever have self-doubt or fear? Like, what the heck am I doing? Oh, yes. I have no Every business day. being here. Still do. Every day. Yeah. So how do you overcome that? Oh, I think, um, oh, I don't know. I think keeping your mind right is like 50% of running a successful business. I don't think you can be underestimated. I think you cannot let like feelings of anxiety and doubt grip you. You can either put your energy there or you can put it into productivity and growing and positive Just things. Just move forward. And, you know, the results are have equal impact. And so we just have to choose every day to go in the, in the positive direction that works. So, yeah, we absolutely, I still am like, oh, what are we doing? Or I feel like so-and-so is so much farther along than us. And, you know, it's all kinds of doubt. But we, um, I lean pretty hard on my friends who are entrepreneurs and our family members. We talk about it a lot. I think just calling out the fears is is huge. That like, is a big deal. I'm lonely this week. What about you guys? Like, yeah. this is hard. Nobody gets this. And they're like, oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love the idea of community, mm -hmm. making sure that you have someone that has your back even mm -hmm. when you're not feeling it. Because that's absolutely, I, I was reading a very successful online um, business. Uh, he was just talking about, you know, launching a new product and this, all this excitement and, and, and total thrill around launching mm -hmm. a product. And then it cut to him in the corner sucking his thumb mm -hmm. because it was like the same day. Yep. You can feel those range yes. of emotions. And you don't know if they're going to like it. And what if, what if I'm crazy? What if they don't, what if they think this is not cute or not? flattering or whatever. So there's always self-doubt. But I think if you make a little brave decision and you have a little bit of courage, you have a little bit more the next time and a little bit more the next time. And you look back on the thing that used to scare you, like the very first Facebook Live that I did, you know, just absolutely sweating and so nervous. Um, now I just hop on there like in my jammies yeah, and right. I think I don't nothing care. of it. <laughs> so I think if you build on your courage. Yeah, it's true. You know, you touched a little bit on looking at other people and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Has comparison been something that you had yeah, to overcome? Yeah, it's really hard. We, we, uh, I used to spend a little bit more time worrying about it and I just don't anymore. And that was the result of just, I was in a really good mentor group and, um, you know, freshly picked Susan Peterson. I got in on one of her mentor groups. Great. And she said, you can either put your energy there like focusing on the copiers and trying to shut them down, or you can put it on running faster than them, but you can't do both. 
And I was like, okay. Great advice. We're going to run faster then. Mm -hmm. And so um, I I don't ever look at other what other shirt businesses are doing. It doesn't matter. Anymore. I don't have time. I used to have a little more time and it would take some restraint to not look up so-and-so and see how many followers they have now. And now it's just like, whatever. We're, we're so ingrained in doing our own thing. We don't care what anyone else is doing. Yeah. But I think that's a huge thief of joy for for business owners is looking at how fast they're growing and what new product they're rolling out and how did they get that and where did they find that? It's just And why isn't this waste happening for me? It's human nature, but you have to you have to be have the self-discipline and control to not go there. Good. Good for you. I love that. Well, tell me what advice would you have for other moms or aspiring business owners who want to pursue the life of self-employment? Wow. This glamorous life. <laughs> <It's> so glamorous. <laughs> um, you know, something that's hanging up in our house and that we say a lot to our kids and we say a lot to ourselves is to do the thing that scares you. And like, we really think that courage is a big part of it. And so we um, just, just dive in, start before you're ready and just go for it. You will figure it out. The problems will come up and you will figure out that problem. And then another problem will come up and you'll figure out that problem. And it, you just find yourself four years down the road still trucking along. Yeah, isn't that amazing? So, I think that is such wise advice because so often we're paralyzed by the fear of mm -hmm. starting that great ideas never get off the yeah. ground. Yeah, done is better than perfect. And you just have to, you have to just dive in and not worry too much about having every single thing in place and every single thing looking perfect. The first photos that we took for us, like a solid year and a half, I just shudder looking at them now. They were taken on my kitchen floor and they were really poorly lit, a lot of shadows, a lot of really <laughs> tacky props. It was horrible. But um, it worked. But it worked. It still <laughs> worked. So I think you just have to really believe in your product and believe in yourself and just go for it. There's no turning back. That's great. I'm going to remember that. Done is better than perfect. Yes. Great advice. All right. So China, what's the future of Little Mama Shirt Shop? You are not just oh, selling gosh. shirts. Yeah. Right? Right. I... I don't know. That has been something that has been more on my mind lately, kind of going back to um, Tyler stepping away from his career to work on this one. I think we're trying to make bigger plans for the future. Like we've um, basically learned how to make our own little fulfillment center. So I think Tyler would like to explore some business ventures in that way. And if I'm just here making shirts forever, I think I'll be happy. I don't know that we want to grow huge. We don't want a hundred employees and, and giant warehouses and multiple platforms. We really like the spot we're in, um, with the community and for now. Yeah. For now. <laughs> you don't so know. We'll see. I would like to add more products in the future, you know, and hopefully have lots more fun ideas and stuff, but will, will this ever branch out to grandma products? We have actually you a lot do. of grandma products. We have okay, a whole section good. and we're actually launching grandma hats tomorrow for the first time. Well, see, I ask that because I am not currently a grandma, but, um, a little hint here. I'm working. Oh, I have a couple exciting. kids that are, we're hoping to, okay, you know, yes, we don't, uh, there will be children produced at some point in the future, but yes. you know, it's time. Yes. We love, <laughs> we love our grandmas. We have lots of grandmas who shop. We have a lot of, um, moms who shop for their grandmas but my favorite is that we have a lot of grandmas who shop for their daughters and daughter-in-laws and yes. I think that's really fun yes yeah I can totally see that yeah. it's great fun stuff so please go check it out what's your website littlemamashirtshop.com littlemamashirtshop.com China is there anything else that you'd like to tell the listeners before I let you go oh gosh I feel like we could be here talking business all day but I think <laughs> my biggest thing if there's any moms listening who 
who are thinking of starting a business but paralyzed by fear and by what people think, just go for it. You just have to jump off, jump off the diving board, go for it. Um, you can you can solve any problem that will come your way, and they they only come in small batches. Yeah. Not all the problems and things to figure out come at once. Just start where you are. Done is better than perfect. Yeah, it does feel overwhelming at the moment, but you can make it through it. Yep. There's so many resources out there now. Yeah, there is. There's so much education, and and I little plug actually teach an online small business course. Hey, there we go. So um, we do that a couple of times a year. We're in the middle of one right now and it's a, a small group of entrepreneurs that we just get on there and they can ask me anything and I will, I am an open book. I will tell them everything about business strategy that I know, so. That's great, so how do people tap into that? Um, if they follow on Instagram, I post about it there when we're doing signups and they have to apply and then we review the applicants and just allow 30 um, entries. So when we, when I do another one, I'll just kind of post on there. We'll try to get more legit in the future and get a real, a real sign up and a real website, but we're just working with what we have right now. I'm, I'm telling you, this theme seems to be coming up that I'm going <laughs> to yeah. tell you, you're already legit sister. Uh, well, thanks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't always feel like it, but we are, we're trying. Well, I think you're doing a great job. So thank you so much for being on the show today. It's so fun to see the power of a mama to create and chase their dream and also to shape a community where moms can support each other so everyone can be successful. And I'm going to go check out your grandma line because okay. <laughs> maybe I can drop a few hints with my own yes. kids. Um, we appreciate all that you're doing and thank you for uplifting this community and just creating great, great clothes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's fun to be able to get to know you better. So keep up the great work. Thank you so much. As a reminder, this show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair with locations in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. For the third year in a row, we have been chosen as Best Mechanic by the Post Register's Reader's Choice Awards. So if you're looking for automotive service provided with honesty and integrity, you guys need to come and see us and let our family take care of your family. Now stay tuned for the Business Leadership Moment. It's now time for a Business Leadership Moment on East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Welcome to the Business Leadership Moment. This segment is brought to you by RiseCon and RiseX. RiseCon is an East Idaho business conference held every November, and that is coming up really soon, you guys. RiseCon this year is going to be a virtual event, so you can participate no matter where you are. And they've got a day and a half of fantastic speakers lined up that are meant to inspire and really encourage us to push our businesses forward. So get on. Get your ticket spot. You can go to IdahoRiseCon.com to find out more about that. Check out the sister event they have as well called Rise X, which is a monthly event. Happens all through the year. And you can learn more, to, more about it at RiseX.io. All right, guys. For the business leadership moment today, I want to talk to you about uh, some leadership principles. Go figure that I would want to talk about that. I had an experience the last couple weeks where I was with a colleague and we were having a conversation regarding one of his employees and the challenge he was having, um, it, it's a creative, this particular business is a very creative business. And so the challenge that he was having was all of this scope creep. He had an individual who um, was not completing tasks uh, because they were so involved in so many of them and certainly qualified to do all of these things. But all of this scope creep was diluting 
the real work that this individual was hired to do. And the owner actually really liked it, right? Because he had this great partner that was helping with all of these projects, but it really wasn't moving the needle forward because the thing that needed to be done that this individual was actually hired for was being neglected. So we talked about the job description and what it looked like and how important having a clear job description is so that if I come into an organization, I know exactly what my expectations are of this job that I'm taking. Oftentimes for us brand new uh, organizations, brand new businesses, uh, we talk about having a job description and we kind of nod our head. Um, And then we hire somebody to come in and do this specific thing and they know what they're doing. And so we don't really take the time to get solid on our job descriptions. Or if we do, it's the paperwork that somebody told us to do because we needed to have it done. And I just want to put a little plug in for job descriptions, guys. I I know that they tend to be with a bunch of words that maybe don't make sense. But when you're looking at the core job functions, get in there and list exactly what the expectations of that job is. And then, of course, that's the tool that you use to evaluate a person to as you come to evaluation time to see whether they're meeting the expectations or not. But it's also the tool that will bring you back to if you ever have to have a corrective counseling or just a coaching session and saying, okay, so which part of this document that I provided to you, and I highly encourage you have them sign their job description so that you can, well, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if they don't read it. However you get them to read it, help them understand the importance of reading it because that's what they will be held accountable to. And then it's a clear agreement. A job description is a clear agreement. Now, as we move through our jobs, though, we do take on different roles. So you may have a job description that says you are the VP of HR, um, but your job role is I'm the VP of making people happy or I'm the VP of making sure that the HR rules are followed or whatever that is, um, that's really your role, right? And so that can take on a little different look, um, but it should still align and incorporate what your job description is. Now, one of the things I want to challenge those of us who are leaders with is oftentimes we say, well, we are, you know, we are the leader, we are the owner, we are the person that is leading this team. And so we have this role, the role, we have the job description of owner, operator, visionary, all the things that go along with that. But the role that we take on is not that of a leader. And here's where I'm going to challenge your thinking a little bit. If I am, if I say that I'm a leader and what I do in my job is continually every day put fires out and um, have to run in and um, help, you know, like I'm a leader and if you call me, I'll jump in and do your job for you if you're unable to do it um, and I'll uh, I'll rescue, fix, and save the underperformers that are here because I'm the leader. I'm ultimately responsible for all of this. What I'm going to tell you is that you are not a leader. The definition of a leader is a person who leads or commands a group, organization, or a country, right? The leader 
is not the person who is the support staff. So it's fine. I'm again, no judgment, but I don't want you to confuse that. If your role is actually, I'm a support staff because I'm the person that fixes everything, then own that. You, that's what you are. You are your support. You are your staff's support person. Um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to cause a lot of controversy with this, but just look at it for the fact that that is, that is not a leader. A leader isn't one that has to come in and do all of that. Your job as a leader is to lead and command your group, take them to the next level, teach them how to do their own stuff, help them live that job description, move them to the next level of where they need to be. So often, so many of us, and I can talk about this because I'm looking in the mirror, looking at myself saying it's me and it has been. So often we believe that a leader is the one that comes in and fixes things for you so that you like your job better. And what I like to think about it more is I, I, I help facilitate the organization so you can do your job better. And if that means that I have to teach somebody how to be more organized or prioritize or whatever that might be, that's what I'm doing as a leader. But if I'm the one that runs in every time because you can't get your stuff together, that is not a leader. Um, and I, I, for me, this resonates with me because I always thought that that was what made a good uh, nurse, this fact, in fact, a charge nurse. I was told we want charge nurses by the staff. We want charge nurses that are going to come in and do our, you know, do this patient bath or do this over here or you know when I'm overwhelmed that they're going to help do all of my work for me. Now I get it. Nursing is a freaking tough job, and I we have to have support. And this is not a conversation about the workload of nurses because we could talk a million years about that. But that. That person was not a charge nurse in the fact of being a leader. That was a support staff, which is great. That's fine. You need extra hands and that's what you want to be, then that's perfect. But do not label yourself as the leader in those situations because that is not leading. So um, I've gone off on a little tangent here. You can see how passionate I am about this. Please be clear write job descriptions. It's a form of a clear agreement. If you need to have some role clarity, that's an that's a job you can do yourself. What is the role that I play? As my role support staff, okay, then you own that, you figure that out, but do not call yourself a leader. Or is my role to lead and inspire and move this business to the next level? Then that's what I've got to do. And that's the vision I have to capture. And if I've got to get help for my staff, then that's when you got to decide whether you can get help for your staff. Um, but a lot of us hold ourselves back by being the control freak, the rescue fix saver, playing a role that is not actually ours to play. So look at what you're doing within, within your organizations. Be brave. Own it. It's okay. No judgment, blame, or guilt. We're all pretty much guilty of this. Um, but if you want your organization to go to the next level, you got to figure this out. Okay, guys. Hope that gave you something to think about. Uh, stay tough, and we will see you next week with another great guest. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com.